Welcome to the big finish. Uh, he, today we are here with, of course, my lovely co-host Jamie Schreiner, Hi. and me, uh, the other lovely co-host Beckett Kenny. But we also have a very special guest who has been on this podcast before, whether or not you know, uh-huh. uh, Becca Nix Tam. Hello, Becca. How are you? Good. Good. Uh, we yeah. we just you were in the room. We recorded two episodes today for maybe one of our heaviest podcasts <laughs> to date, and then we spent most of the time speaking with our our producer in the interim about <laughs> the Holocaust. <laughs> so it's been it's been a very heavy lead up to this podcast. Um, how you feeling? Good. You know, I think um, it's good to talk about tough topics, but Absolutely. hopefully this will be a, just a, a tad lighter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll have a little bit of a I silly think, fun time, this one. It'd be hard for it not to be lighter. We'd really have to, I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> what... What what subject can we like talk about now to make it darker at this point? <laughs> at this point, yeah, we've become pretty dark. Um, I um, I do want to hear. So, what is like the one thing this weekend that you're like, oh, that was really great. Like, I guess like the highlight of the weekend. Rosenthorn. Oh, yeah. Highlight of the weekend. Well, um, I think. Well, the rain sucks, but I I, I watched um, Jury Duty. <gasps> On like Amazon so Prime. Funny. Oh, the one where they like prank the guy. Yeah, they have one guy. They call him like the hero, and he thinks it's just a regular jury duty situation. But they're all actors, and they even like create a set um, filled with like hidden cameras. Yeah, it, it felt very inspired by like Eric Andre and like yeah. Nathan Fielder, yes, and. Yes. Um, it was really interesting because like the guy was like a genuinely very good person so everything that they threw at him he was just yeah. like oh it's okay and like <laughs> don't, don't worry <laughs> no. about it like, yeah there's like uh, this won't ruin anything but there's a guy who like got broken up with like with his girlfriend because like he did he got drunk and he like broke up with the girlfriend didn't mean to break up with the girlfriend on the phone and then he's like can you just talk to my girlfriend tell me that I, I was and tell her that I was drunk and I usually don't get drunk and I didn't mean to say that and then <laughs> the, the girlfriend's like I'm done forever <laughs> like with him tell him that and then the, and then, the, like then the guy that. is like so what did she say and then he's like oh um she's, she just sounds mad um, <laughs> she mad. That is insane. So that, is... that shows just like a little bit of like what it is. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. I can't wait to watch it. Is it all out now or is it like Yeah, it's all out? out now and um yeah, I don't oh, want to ruin wait. any of it because it really is uh quite good. Just a great piece yeah. of comedy. Yeah, I um, love this that like this kind of new genre of comedy that is like it's like a I don't know, like an updated prank show of like of like a psychological prank show. And you, Jamie, was talking to me in the car ride about your friend. I was gonna chime in really yes. quickly. So there's a very very great comedian, um, Ben Palmer. He's Palmer Trolls on the internet, and I can't say too much about it because it's like he's currently in the process of getting it released. But basically, long story short, he. Um, for a long time has been like making different Facebook accounts and Instagram accounts and like pretending to be other organizations and like trolling them on the internet. But he's now gone into like um, getting like interviews with pyramid scheme style companies and like <laughs> and recording the Zoom interviews and like trolling them. And he um, basically he um, was able to like troll a very... Um, I like I feel bad because I don't know how much I'm allowed to say, but like he trolled somebody that's like a very prominent figure, and like got it all on film, and like had them do like the Sasha Baron Cohen freaking. Um, oh, Sasha Baron Cohen's the other uh, the, other big one. Yeah, that... but like he basically used like Sasha Baron Cohen's like template of like the kind of contracts you need people to sign to like like get away with the you know, filming them and like the parodying and like got this person to sign all these contracts and has all this amazing footage and, you know, basically is talking to lawyers right now and trying to do what needs to be done to make it 
fully public, but until that happens, has been presenting this at his live shows all over the country. And so like I happened to go to his show at Zany's and I'd seen him before I'd seen his routine, but I hadn't seen this new probably like 30 minutes of just the lead up and the whole story of him, like the whole ride of him, like this person reaching out to him, them talking on the phone, them talking on zoom, him like going and meeting this guy. And like, it's, it's like scary because the guy, when the guy finds out it's a prank, he like gets a little bit violent and like (gasps) then tries to go to the police and say that like Ben assaulted him. And I'm like, LO fucking L like no fucking way is, you know, like, and you and the, and they like literally they're like we have the footage you can watch it and the police watch the footage and they're like oh do you want to press charges against him and he's like no I just want to go home like because the whole time they were literally just trying to leave and the guy's like blocking the door and like pushing them and like you know oh. was saying like if you ever release any of this I'm gonna sue you so that's why it's like a lot of it is um, you know he can't release any of it publicly like online or like on a you know like on TV network or anything until. They kind of like talk to lawyers a bit more, but it's very similar to what like Sasha Baron Cohen does. And yeah, I was just amazed because it's like, I know he had done the other stuff, but I didn't know that any of that had happened. And he's like a friend of mine. So I remember I was like, I had no idea this was all going on. He's like, yeah, I can't really talk about it. But, um, oh, it was like so, so funny. And I think that there's like just, there's such an element of like, (laughs) yeah, like, people acting and like reading lines from a script is so funny but like that component of like on jury duty the one guy who like organically is like the funniest part is him just being like i think she's just mad (laughs) like and that's just his honest reaction to the situation at hand well i i think i i saw to mecky leopard i just looked up and now he's the one who does the jury duty he's like a stand-up comedian who goes to the laugh factory sometime mecky leaper maybe i'm saying that but he also had like uh, the control room which was a show where he like made a fake alternative medicine company but uh, have you guys ever seen the push on netflix no i've never seen that one okay this is a documentary and it's not a comedy documentary but during the documentary they create all these very specific scenarios mm-hmm. to get this one guy to at the end push a guy off a building to kill them and they did it with like six people i think and all but like one pushed the guy off the building when it came down to it and like it was all fake so they thought that like they were killing the person and like the whole thing was just like them starting asking him to do like minor things that like are wrong and just like it escalating and escalating and escalating and um was it like a documentary about like psychology yes it was like kind of like it was kind of like of like what what does it take i think to to like kill somebody and like how is it like that you could um like convince somebody to do this like you, you, it, it was that kind of thing i think that like especially nathan for you is like just like uh. it's so revealing about people <laughs> in like such a, a cool way for comedy um yeah i love i like i think it's the kind of thing too where it's like i think we all like like to think about what we would do in situations like that but you just don't know like i still i was i don't think i've told you this yet but i was telling becca and christine before when you were in the bathroom i part of me thought i was getting punked last night because i was doing my set at the show and halfway into my set a woman rushed the stage and she's like kiss me and i was like and she's like kiss me and i was like no you look like you're 12 because she was like very young she's a college student and i still like I, i don't know how to feel about the whole thing i felt like i was being trolled so hard and I feel like any interaction that's like slightly different now, I'm like, is this just like a weird interaction? Or like, is, is this, this a prank talk? Is yeah. someone trying to do like a TikTok prank? Yeah. yeah, no, TikTok pranks, honestly, though, I wonder to this day if that was a TikTok prank. I'm like, that was, ooh, I mean, it's literally been one day. So, of course, <laughs> to this day, I wonder. It's to this day, I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, and it's been exactly one day. Uh, do you guys watch What Would You Do? Oh yeah. yeah! Like I watch it on YouTube sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I love the host. He's he's such like a nice guy, and he's like, he, just the way he presents like the things yeah. is very fun. But yeah, if you want to explain. Uh, the- oh, yeah, I think everyone kind of knows what what would you do is, but like, yeah. you know, like, like they just put you in all these situations, like where like you, you're like at a restaurant and like there's this like guy and he's trying to get this like little kid to come with him like and then you're like 
you're like, oh my God, is somebody gonna gonna like get up and like stop them? And then typically somebody does. Yeah. I think maybe it's easier to get somebody to do something bad though than to stop someone from doing something good if that makes sense i i don't know yeah I, I, I guess i don't know what i'm thinking i feel like on what would you do they do have people who step in most of the time most of the time yeah 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 although you don't know because you don't know how many times they ran this scenario and, and people didn't do anything or sometimes they tell you yeah like yeah. i i've seen some episodes where like for example if it's at a restaurant and there's like a couple oh. fighting or something yeah. and then, then after the whole scenario runs out then they go and like ask the table nearby and they're like hey why didn't you do anything about like this abusive husband or something yeah. like why didn't you say anything and they're like well it's not really my business and then they're like oh, yeah. okay like like I, I see the restaurant scenes a little bit more like they don't really um like get as involved but sometimes they do and yeah. like and it's yeah i feel like it's like i feel like it all comes down to like and as messed up as it is it's the closeness between the two like actors like if it's like a husband and a wife fighting it's gonna be different than it's like if there's two people there that are maybe boy like like there's one that i watched where it was like a girl and two guys at the bar and the girl goes to the bathroom and the guy's like roofie her you and so the people at the bar they were like i literally the girl got up she's like no no and shook the drink and like threw it away and then the girl came back and she's like these are not your friends like you're gonna sit with us now they tried to roofie you you're gonna sit with us now and so it was like there's only one couple that i saw didn't do anything on that one and them i was like that is on. that is true in terms that one's of like so flagrantly like you have to intervene when you because like that. yeah like, if you see like a kid like a kid i also feel like an adult is going to be more likely to step in if a kid's involved than like talk to like a an adult woman who like maybe mm-hmm. is in a situation because but that that is really interesting the closeness of people because i feel like also domestic like okay we, we were like how do we make this this, this episode dark to, <laughs> how do we make this episode incredibly dark as well but like with with domestic like like abuse and stuff it, it's a really hard situation to navigate and oh like oh my god yes. you don't know like what you're supposed to say to the person to like make like help them without like maybe being like cut out or like making the situation worse yeah um yeah I mean, I think you and I have talked in the past, like outside of the podcast as friends, the fact that like when you know somebody who's in a situation like that, like all you can really do is be supportive and hope that they like come to the conclusion to walk away from that themselves. Because it's like if you say too much against that other party who's the abusive one, like, yeah, it's like you said, you can get cut out very quickly because that abuser will lead them to believe that like you're the bad guy, you're misunderstanding them, da 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 when it's like. No, you just see what it is. It's kind of like what we were talking about, too, with like uh, a pizza without marinara sauce on it. You can look at it and be like, oh, but like it's still a, it's not a pizza. It's it's not a pizza. What it's makes a something a pizza, I guess, <laughs> is the question at the oh, end yeah. of the day, because yeah. it's I guess now this is like the, the new like is a hot dog, a sandwich mm. of it all. Yes. Um, what makes a pizza a pizza? What makes a pizza a pizza? And like to me, it is bread, marinara and cheese. Yeah. Like that's what makes a pi- pizza a pizza. And when the marinara component is lost, that can become hard for me. That can become yeah. very difficult. What's everyone's favorite pizza? Ooh. Um, well, I, I do like a good Blaze pizza because they just oh, have everything. So and good. so I'll do like half marinara, half pesto because I mm. do like pesto. Mm. Um, controversial, I know. Uh, I know after, ja- after Jamie said she would literally <laughs> kill the next person who said it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I was going to say, I actually, I feel like, I feel like, um, I'm chaotic and bisexual because you said pesto and pizza and I was like, oh, actually, that's really good. Like, pesto (laughs) is really good. Yeah. I I think that, I just, here's my thing. There's pizza and then there's specialty pizza. Mm. And so if you put the word specialty in front of pizza, not give me anything. Macaroni and cheese. You go specialty specialty. pizza. You go, go, this is our specialty pizza. (laughs) It's a burger. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, literally. Uh, You put specialty in front of pizza, anything. Yeah. It's it's like I feel like you could do a quesadilla. It's a specialty pizza. When I was a kid, we uh, I, like we put we would put like mac and cheese in tacos, like at one of my friends' houses, 
And I remember being like, we need to sell this to Taco Bell. Like, we need to get in the pitch room <laughs> ASAP. They need to hear this. They need to hear this immediately. Uh, it Wait, didn't did you put, like, out. avocado in it, too? Or, or was it just mac and cheese? It was, just just mac and <laughs> it was, like, just, like, a crunchy taco with, like, with like meat, like, cheese, lettuce, mac and cheese. And maybe, like, it was, like, a very simple, like, yeah. the kind of, like taco you eat like I, I don't know it feels like very much like like we have some hamburger left what are we gonna do with this that kind of a taco yeah, situation yeah. Yes, yes which is the tacos i grew up with and i didn't really realize i liked tacos until moving to the city and tasting like Actual i feel tacos. like high quality yeah. tacos mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah true. what was your what was your like most beloved but now you're like that's that's kind of gross childhood food like something that you ate as a kid oh. that you loved but now as an adult you're like oh that was not it um i think like nutella like anything with nutella which nutella is delicious mm -hmm. don't get me wrong but it's just like a chocolate spread i so know having that as like lunch like is not a lunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I remember making a Nutella sandwich. I'm like, yeah, I'm really proud of myself. I made a, a sandwich, and it's like just chocolate sandwich. Um, but I mean, it's good for a treat. Like I think mm -hmm. Nutella shakes are great, but like if, yeah. if that's your the whole meal, like I, you know, you gotta gotta have some nutrition. Absolutely, you gotta <laughs> have some nutrition. <laughs> so Becca, where are you from originally? Yeah, I am. Well, so. Long story short, I was born in Singapore. Like, oh, as, I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. As an American citizen, my dad's family is from there. Um, but both your parents have to be Singaporean citizens for you to be born one. So I was born oh. an expat. Um, really? And, mm -hmm. So both, of, if to be born in Singapore, both of your parents have to be Singaporean. That's insane. Yeah. If your That's dad, fun. like, could your dad become a Singapore citizen and then? So he he has like triple citizenship i think he was like uh singaporean malaysian and american okay gotcha mm -hmm. yeah but uh yeah so i was born there and then i grew up though from like five to 18 whatever in the chicago suburbs so, okay gotcha yeah. gotcha which mm -hmm. suburb palatine palatine Ooh. palatine what, what's your least favorite and favorite chicago suburb Oh, okay. I think least favorite probably like Schaumburg because <laughs> the mall there just like I used to work at that mall at mm. the Macy's and it was just like the worst people would show yeah. up and it was just like not fun. And I guess I said uh, the best it has to be like. I think like Evanston is pretty damn good. I do love Evanston. Evanston. Yeah, they have really good food there, and it's close enough to the city where you can I just agree. take the train like yeah. into the city. So I mm -hmm. think that's great. Yeah, yeah, that is Evanston. good. Those are those are those are good picks. Um, what was what like brought you into like music, and then I'm, did music come first, and then comedy come later? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so I started playing piano when I was five. Um, just a little little tiny keys for little tiny <laughs> fingies. Um, <laughs> I love that. And then you know, I I started doing speech team. You were, you did speech. Mm -hmm. I'm sure we've discussed this at some yeah. point because that's unavoidable. With yeah. me. Uh, <laughs> what events did you do again? Uh, I did HDA and OC and you did OC mm -hmm. and Get I also your... did radio too. Yeah, <laughs> radio is the like, most memeable event in speech. <laughs> yeah. I I crack up at the event radio so hard. Yeah. I didn't do so hot in radio because I, I would always get nervous because oh sorry um so you're like in a separate room from the judge and they're like listening to you with yeah. headphones yeah. and you have like your paper out and you have to like read it exact and like within the time limit. Yes. So there's just so much going on that I think I never really did well with that. But um, I did go to state for HDA. Oh. Hey, hey, yeah. Hey, what was that? What was the piece? Uh, bar mitzvah boy. Bar mitzvah boy. Yes. <gasps> yeah, I love that. I do remember bar mitzvah boy. What? What year did you go to HDA's? Do you remember? Uh, what year did you graduate high school? So I graduated in 2013. Oh, okay. So you were a little bit what before my time. You, mm -hmm. uh, we might have been like. When did I st when if I graduated in 2017 would I have been around for 2013? You graduated high school in 2017. Yeah, I literally want to. <laughs> I feel so fucking old. I think I was out of. 
I was out of my masters in 2017. Oh my. <laughs> you said 2013 and I felt old and then you said 2017 and I was like, I'm put me in a casket. I'm dead. I oh Yeah, I graduated college in 2017, so Oh yeah. wow. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, then yeah, no, we wouldn't have ever like intersected mm-hmm. in terms of um I went I Time. went to state in HD. I was like, I was like maybe I saw you. I was like all of a sudden I like was like like did I ever see Becca in speech <laughs> ever? But it's involved. So that was the year that Jabuki won. Oh, um, so I just missed Jabuki, but I actually I met Jabuki in Chicago. And I met Jabuki in Chicago too, and I was yeah. I, told, I was like, you know, I want to see it state too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like I like I fe- I then later felt super embarrassed that I told him that. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's good to be proud of yourself. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, like, and it's also speech team people. Like we we connect like theater people. Do. Yeah, it is like, true. It is kind of like a, a kinship of mm-hmm. sorts. What, what was your what were your ocs about oh my God. were you ever in a camp <laughs> so embarrassed um i didn't go to speech camp but i i meant did you oh the, every so many ocs for a long time were all about being in a camp oh like in a camp like like they're like i feel like a camp director is like a easy oh, yeah, you know like yeah. it's an easy way to make like a bunch of characters and stuff like that was part uh, of the plot yeah oh. yeah yeah um, but, um so i've always been like a cat person so i had one where i i was like cat sitting uh, cats for an old lady mm-hmm. and then the cats start talking and then <laughs> i have to like deal with that and then i don't remember how it ends but there's like a russian blue cat and i would do like a russian accent you know yes for that. yes yes so that one was fun judges didn't like it they were like <laughs> why is this child making cats talk uh very strange Ugh. um I, they don't got it they're not yeah. imaginative they don't have an imaginative bone in their fucking bodies <laughs> You're ahead of your time. Okay, what and was the then, other one? So uh, the one I did senior year was like touring a college with my dad, mm. and present and but it was kind of like interesting because I was doing like an Asian accent for my dad, but my dad has like a very different Asian accent because Singaporeans like they know how to speak English and yeah. they speak like a British English. So yeah. in actuality, he sounds kind of like British, you know, with the the Singaporean twang in there. Um, But so I did like a stereotypical Asian accent. I mean, kind of not the best. um, At least my sophomore year OC, 100% I did offensive shit in that. It was like super popular, I feel like, to do Mm -hmm. like actions and stereotypes in a way that I like definitely would not stand behind today. I don't feel as bad because I'm like, I was in high school. You know what I mean? I think it was also like our coaches and the judges were all like two generations older than us yeah. so because of that you know they're they're looking at different things of what they think is funny right. and then what we think is funny is like different as well so you kind of have to meet in the middle and in order mm-hmm. to like succeed like in speech yeah. team yeah, like definitely. you, you kind of have to like be like okay what do the judges want and what do I want and then kind of like meeting in the middle there but yeah. um but yeah so yeah touring a college and then like I, I didn't get very far with OC I think I I was like <laughs> so I was a procrastinator so for that like it was just hard for me to like do all the work myself almost and mm-hmm. like even though my coach really helped me and like I really learned a lot like about writing in general like yeah. from that time I think like stand up is like a lot easier than like writing an eight minute play completely com- and doing like, all, the all the characters yourself yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it, it, it was super t- I, I, I did get, I, there was a speech camp in my hometown and I like luckily had that because otherwise I don't know how I would have been able to do that well in OC. Like have yeah. you, you know, without having that like person to force me and like guide me on the structure. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I did learn a lot though. From the, I, this it's I did college speech for a second, which college oh, yeah. speech feels very much like hat on a hat on a hat a little <laughs> bit, where it's like very technical and like to the point where i feel like a lot of people wouldn't even understand the performances maybe like yeah. a good performance but like I, I did learn so many good uh skills from speech and from so from speech then w- you went to college so i went to urbana champaign and uic oh okay gotcha oh, great. yeah yeah i transferred schools and uh so that's where i started doing improv and stand up 
Say, say, um, say. Yeah, and sketch as well. Um, and so doing that and then... If you had to yeah. choose between improv, sketch, and stand-up, <laughs> which one do, would be like your... We do fuck, marry, kill. Oh, yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> Actually, we'll fuck, all marry, do fuck, marry, kill for improv, improv sketch, sketch, and stand-up. Stand okay. Even though I don't have oh. as much experience with sketch and improv. Mm -hmm. yeah. But... Damn, kill improv. Cause <laughs> <laughs> improv auditions suck and... It's just not. I hate that. That's a thing mm -hmm. in Chicago for like a lot of different things. Um, and hmm, I think probably fuck sketch and then marry stand up because I just feel like stand up. There's more like individual growth and then like sketch is fun with the right people mm -hmm. but then if you're like fucking the wrong person then you're like this sucks so <laughs> i'm yeah. glad this will end yeah. <laughs> i would say so mine is mary stand-up mm -hmm. i love stand-up and it's yeah. it's different we, okay if if we're, let's say we're t i'm talking about watching like what I would prefer to watch. I think I would marry sketch, fuck stand up and kill improv. Yeah, yeah. But in terms of when of performing, just because I think sketch the process is so hard and it takes like a lot of coordination mm -hmm. sometimes that's frustrating. Mm -hmm. And so that's actually something that I could work on is like collaborating and like yeah. through sketch. And yeah. I wish I would love to get into sketch and improv without having to go to classes. You know what I mean? Um, but I, yeah, but um, I think I would fuck improv and, and kill sketch because I enjoy doing improv so much. Just not necessarily it, watching it. Yeah. I think I would be kind of similar to you in terms of for watching, marry sketch, fuck stand up, kill improv. When it comes to watching, if you're really if, to, if the people all the people on stage are really great at improv, it can be a great improv show. That's rare though. Uh, I feel yeah, like yeah. <laughs> well, and I guess so. Then for me, like performing, it's marry stand up fuck sketch kill improv why am i killing improv twice i think any improv show that i've gone to see that i've enjoyed there there's an element of sketch there's an element uh, of sketch to yeah. every good improv show i've seen a show that's literally just improv i'm not watching it honey i'm not doing it it's yeah. it's not it's not for me and i and because the, th the thing is it's like the thing with improv is like improv is a it, it's building a relationship between a team that's going to collaborate together i don't feel like we're supposed to watch it you know, I really don't think we're supposed to watch it. I think it's supposed to be something that you do to like, like build a, a thing. You as know, a tool. Yeah. I will say that I. Sorry, improvisers. In the past <laughs> years, so or maybe this was over a year ago, I saw Gag Reflex. They oh, were yeah. on a show with me. Do you know Gag Reflex? Yeah. They are very good. They are they really are good. good. I was really impressed with with like the show they put on, and, and then it, it made me want to do improv. You know, like, I was gonna say, honestly, Gag Reflex, you're the only exception to what I just said. <laughs> when I said when I said we're not supposed to watch improv, we are supposed to watch you. But I'm just talking about like in general. I, I I love how me saying that after you talking about how improv sucks kind of accidentally tied that comment to that, <laughs> but that's not what I, I was trying to be like. I was trying to be like, well, this but is they, good. They also do sketch. They also so do sketch. Their but brain works with both. And I what think you're that, saying I on, think like, that good they improv with sketch elements. Sketch and improv good. are like so like tight. I feel like because like you're like good improv shows like require sketch elements, and I totally agree with yes. that. But I also feel like good sketch shows take cues from improv and like take and like yes. you like it's a, a lot of it is developed through improv i feel like mm -hmm. i don't know that's it's it's yeah. interesting well and i i think that honestly i feel like sketch can sketch is such a glue for all for the other two as well because i feel like i mean when i think of the style of what i do i think i'm definitely taking stuff from sketch even though i'm on stage by myself i think that like elements of like doing a song or like it being more performative is is giving sketch um whereas improv like crowd work in stand-up that's improv have you ever had um a a like sketch that you had that like you were able to turn into like a a stand-up bit or vice versa or like one that you tried to like or like a stand-up bit that you're like you later realized was a sketch or something like you know what i'm talking about yeah no um for sure like uh so 
like when I'll sometimes do characters like in my stand up mm -hmm. and so having like a character where you like set it up like a story and then you like go into a character mm -hmm. I think is good like like kind of I, I for a little bit I was doing like Bruce Lee doing stand up as like a thing oh, and yeah. so that that like, that would be fun <laughs> yeah and like it's a very physical yeah. thing you know I'm just like kicking and you know trying to like punch the air like really fast yeah. and be like I'm gonna break a world record again like ah! <laughs> um, but uh, like so I did that for like a second city audition for when they asked for like a one minute monologue or character right so like molding that into a sketch is like very easy because I'm like I already have this character you know or mm -hmm. a character from like a story which is like a real person and then it's easy to kind of change it into uh, like a oh. sketch but like mm -hmm. I have a sketch that I wrote with um, the Jewish comedy project that is like a the first like AI Jewish robot. Oh my God. So like what what would happen if like a Megan, you know, was actually like a Jewish robot and mm -hmm. like and you ask it like, hey, what's five thousand times two hundred seventy three? And they're like, what do I look like? A calculator? <laughs> like, Go find a calculator. And mm -hmm. you're like, oh, that's the smartest answer that you can ask a robot. Great. Yeah. Uh, cool. Or be answered by by a robot. But yeah. um yeah. Yeah, so, and then thinking of that, like, turning that into a stand-up bit, like, it could work, mm -hmm. but it, it when it's more of the scene elements, it, it, it just mm -hmm. feels better. Right, so, like, right. just Truly. knowing that, like, some places, like, just having multiple characters all reacting. Yeah. Whereas, like, in stand-up, you're the person just, like, playing everything, you know, in telling, like, a story like that or yeah. like, setting up um, mm -hmm. a premise, I guess, but... I'm always really yeah. amazed by like uh, stand-up comedians who, and I don't think there are honestly that many who like are really easily able to like transition into characters like through their set and make mm -hmm. it feel natural. Because that's something that I feel like that I would like to do like more like mm -hmm. act outs and characters and stuff. But so, so mm -hmm. I have a hard time like creating like a framing for it. You know? Yeah, like I think like one act out I've been doing recently is like the nice fuck boy like you have a regular fuck boy who's like hey I'm a boy who wants to fuck and I don't want a relationship are you down for that <laughs> but then like a nice fuck boy is like hey I'm gonna treat you like we're in a relationship but I don't want to put a label on it are you okay with that <laughs> and then it's like what okay I guess that's nice but so you're still a fuck boy yeah yeah, yeah. so like kind of having that element is like fun but then you know like and then it's like oh it could make it a sketch you know but then it's like it's more fun in stand-up because then i can just keep going and yeah yeah going yeah from there but yeah i feel like that like i mean i do quite a few characters i do my mom and my dad and my i do the guy at the gas station and i feel like they all work because people laugh at them and I feel like it's really like it's similar to what you do in speech it's just like changing your physicality and changing the tone of your voice mm -hmm. and then going back to how you stand as Becca how you stand as Becca mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. talking doing the pop doing yeah. a pop it's the pop it's a pop remember, remember the pops <laughs> yeah. I remember pop oh my I god like, so I have such a funny story about like speech so there's one moment in speech where I was like watching an HI round. It was like finals or whatever, which is like the final round. So all the best people are there. Yeah. And this guy starts getting a nosebleed <gasps> while he's performing. No. Doesn't stop. Is bleeding not. onto the ground. You're like, kidding. Has a pool of blood. And he's popping his feet in and out of the, the blood. blood? <laughs> and that just like making a, like a, a blood like, snowflake or whatever. Like what a, you know, angel. Like a blood <laughs> angel. Like with his like feet. You know what I'm saying? And then like from there. And then he like finished it and then he like cleaned it up but i was like you know what if i was him i would have stopped and be like can i stop please and then it'd be like all right like i'm gonna like clean this up and figure out the nosebleed and then but he was so committed like i think we're told like in theater or like speech team like the show, show must, must go, go on, on. that's so a, yeah. but he's like bleeding on his feet like it was just it was a lot of blood you oh know, a lot I, of I I have a joke about like how like the show must go the on. show must go on mm -hmm. and like and and kind of just like I think that's like how that's kind of like a, a 
ridiculous idea. But like, I remember there was this story that people used to tell. We had traditions like mm-hmm. with like our high school theater where like before we had like some of them are are really problematic in hindsight. Like I think I've said this on the podcast before, maybe. But like we had pinch day, slap day, and grab day, which is like it would be like dress rehearsal into like the first day of the show and one day everyone pinched each other's butts one day everybody <laughs> grabbed each other's butts and one day everybody slapped each other's butts for the most you part you just unlocked a core memory we did that too I you did that too <laughs> are you serious yeah, we I've never that. heard of this, this I cannot so believe you guys did that too I like wh- I okay literally every we, time it ended it, there was like a girl who was crying and I, in hindsight now like we definitely should, should not, not have been have doing that. that I mean yeah. a lot of people really were just like having fun with it and like didn't have a problem but like somebody always took it too far I was too gross no yeah that I, I think yeah you just like unlocked a court I was like oh my god that happened and I probably was like real crying one time but I before you do your thing I really quickly wanted to say as well when I was an undergrad during uh, tech week we would always have whatever show I was on the main stage shows we would always do storming the dressing room so it would be like the the girls in their underwear would go into the guys dressing room with like a like a war chant cheer that we would come mm-hmm. up with for whatever that show was and then like on a different day the the guys would storm the girls dressing room in their underwear like mm-hmm. and I don't know why we did that it's so problematic and weird uh, so much so much of them don't I remember that tech also had a separate group of like traditions that they did where like where like the cast would do one and the tech would do another one and one of techs was that like the t- the 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 tech slut has to put on black lipstick and kiss everybody on the cheek and <laughs> and i mean like usually the the girl who like was it like wanted to be like the cast slut, you know like that was she like that it. was like that, so, that was like I mean, it's, it's only the she... techie that does that only, that's only a techie oh, tradition okay. we yeah, had like yeah. one where we would get like um somebody would make a rum cake and everyone would take a pinch before they went on stage but the tradition that one of the traditions I got was I also got one tradition that was I was like oh the drama mama the drama mama I was the first person in history to have gotten that tradition it just was like a title basically of somebody who like was like the kind of like maternal like but it was it was meant for for black women (laughs) Like, I was the first person who was not a black woman who got that. And then I gave it to a black woman afterwards because, you know, um, that that was also very problematic. And um, then uh, one of them. So this is the show must go on. We had this this like school, like a theater ghost named um, Jimmy, I believed. And every theater has a ghost. Yes, every theater has a ghost. Mm -hmm. And the story with this one was. Like a long time ago, there was like a place where the light booth was in the theater and like Jimmy was going to be in in the stage crew because he had a crush on the girl who was like the lead in all the musicals. And she was like, he was obsessed with her and like her big number came up like of opening night of the show. And um, Jimmy was doing the spotlight and the like the stage there was a huge storm that night and like the way that like the electricity was set up and like the tech was set up it was fucked up and like very dangerous and so lightning struck while like she was like singing her big number but jimmy kept the light on on her the whole time and then died and that was like our story and that was like supposed to be an inspiring story which now in hindsight <laughs> like oh! now in hindsight i'm like i'm like that was so fucking dumb <laughs> like like he couldn't stop adelaide's lament to fucking like save himself <laughs> from getting life. burned like he doesn't even get the girl like they're like like why would that be inspiring to us yeah, like that's no. psycho but I, I remember like like that was like and uh, yes. senior hugs, that was a tradition where like a senior would give a sad speech and then hug everybody. Oh. That was- <laughs> that's so mean. I don't mean to laugh, but that's mean to laugh. That's mean to laugh. That's mean to laugh. <laughs> we just give a speech and then hug everybody. Like I normally wouldn't hug you peasants, but today. <laughs> no, no, I- no, it was supposed to be like your goodbye. So before the final show, you'd oh, be like, nice. you'd be like, I like really had such a great time. And then you'd get like emotional and cry and like. Everyone would hug you and 
yeah that was that was nice okay. there were i mean they were there were a lot of really fun ones and like you know but some of them definitely were problematic, problematic. in hindsight and i wonder how much of that has like stuck around I, mean, I feel like so many things that just were happening forever stopped at COVID, like 2020 and covid yeah. you know i was gonna say do you know the musical all shook up are you familiar yes. with the, are you familiar that with was the characters? our freshman year of high school okay we did all shook up and then the community theater also did all shook up and the show is about yes. like segregation but partially I, so you know but the, the, the sorry really quickly the community theater didn't have enough um black people to make it about segregation so they made it about poor people and rich people oh, and wow. i was more problematic community yeah. theater bullshit anyway um, i played dennis i i is dennis the guy who owns the hotel or the main guy. Which one's Dennis? Dennis doesn't... The, oh, it's the, I know which one you're talking the about. The nerd one who's in love with... Yes. I played the black mother. Oh. Yeah. I played the black mother. Sylvia? Yeah. But you, the like, one didn't, things, you didn't do blackface. No, so. no, no, I was okay. white. Yeah. And the story was like, oh, we only... <laughs> this is so fucked up. There's only one black girl in my school, and she was biracial, and so she played the daughter... We found out that she was teen pregnant during the show when I went to zip her dress and it wouldn't <laughs> zip. Oh my god! I was the first person to find out that she was teen pregnant because I couldn't zip her into her dress and I she was playing my daughter. Teen pregnant instead of just because <laughs> 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 it was. I mean, she, she was wasn't a teen, pregnant. She, she was, she was teen, teen pregnant. pregnant. <laughs> she was teen pregnant and it was a big secret and nobody knew except for me and I was sworn to secrecy and it was probably the only secret that I've ever effectively kept because my face gives away everything. Mm-hmm. But I remember. The, the logic is they were like, oh, well, you can be her mom and it'll just be that like her father is a black man and he like ran out on you. And I was like, I don't <laughs> oh, that think that is good. a good choice. We, but that's what we did. And the, I played the the mom that is absolutely supposed to be a black woman. Yeah, we we had Latasia. Latasia played that character for us. And oh, she was so good. She I was bet. she has such a beautiful voice. That song that that's There's a really good me. song. I, that's like one of my favorite musicals just because of the nostalgia. And that was the best musical we ever did. And it like made me like and also it hurts me that's the musical i got called a faggot during on stage um (laughs) we were doing like a preview for like the school and like somebody yelled at it during like um uh can't help falling in love and uh yeah yeah but uh, overall good memories (laughs) from that show but yeah like we we luckily like richwood's had enough like black people to like actually do the story how it should yeah. be told but like that um but the community theater did it and they did they didn't have any black people who auditioned or didn't probably didn't try to outreach to black people either i'm sure yeah. um and so it was poor people versus like rich people, people which it works but it doesn't <laughs> i because not in like terms of like segregation it doesn't yeah. work. you know what i mean like no absolutely and it's like i mean it was hard for us to do a show hinged on segregation with one black girl that was not yeah that was not what it's supposed to be yeah. and i i also feel like um the only other thing i would add is it's like wait did she the, do the show pregnant yeah did she end up having Ali kid? Wong? She had the kid, yeah. Oh. She had the kid. <laughs> Ali Wong, Rihanna, Rihanna in the building. Rihanna, no, she did the show. I think she was only like one or two months pregnant, though. It okay. was enough that it was like she wasn't showing yet, but it yeah. was like her dress didn't fit anymore, and so I was like pinning yeah. it. And the and the I remember the drama teachers like. Or the costumer was like commenting on the pins, and I was just looking at her like, "Shut the fuck up, <laughs> shut the fuck up." <laughs> and then, like, obviously, she became very pregnant, and everybody knew. Like, I think probably a month later, it was like, "Oh, that's why." Because yeah, it was like a very, like, I don't mean to be, but the girl who helped with the costumes, she was just like a very like say things that are obvious, narky vibe. And I like, I get it, I can be that vibe too. But I was just like, "Girl, if you don't shut the fuck up." We're not we're not letting anybody find out about this pregnancy this this early because um, but no yeah I think she had the kid I honestly think her family runs like a I'm pretty sure they in my hometown run like a either like a hot dog or like a soul food or rib restaurant it's like I ate there it was good mm. <laughs> I don't remember what food it was though I'm so sorry <laughs> if you're listening I'm not gonna say your name because I I don't want to call you out like that for all the high school stuff but um, the food was good. The food was good. The food was good. And at the end of the day, the food just and at the end of the day, good. You know, you know end of the day, team. Did you ever do theater or musicals? Um, so I did. I didn't really have time like doing speech team. Yeah, in 
all that because usually like they would overlap like schedule wise but um I were did. you like were were you yeah. like a super intense student or like Yeah, like I tried to do AP classes yeah, yeah, and all yeah. that, but um I did Alice in Wonderland and <gasps> Who were you in that? Uh, so I played the number 7 card and the <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the cook. <laughs> so I would just say pepper. <laughs> <laughs> it was really easy but i was like one of two people where we were like multiple characters yeah and yeah. so when we had, oh, when yeah. we had our changes backstage we were like oh look at us we're getting changed backstage and like i don't know it was the whole thing that you guys have just brought up two of the most pivotal musicals of my life which are wow. all shook up which was my freshman year of high school that was that show was memorable to me because my mom told me after she saw me in that she was like she was like I actually like think that you could be like a performer like you know what I mean like yeah. like like she's like she's like I've seen you like in a lot of plays before and never and like always thought you were really good but I've never thought that you were like you know Star like material uh, gonna, like enough yeah. to like yeah. make it and then and then so that was and also that was just my freshman year it was the best musical we ever did we oh, had yeah. the most fun doing that musical also you know I was cast as a freshman, and that I was, was like, cast very a freshman controversial. Mm-hmm. Um, but two, <laughs> the first musical I ever did was Alice in Wonderland, and at Washington Middle School, and yeah. I was the White Rabbit. <gasps> nice. That fits for you. I yeah. love that. That's I was fun. late to my number. I'm late <laughs> several times because, like, they had this moment where, like, all the cast would like be in the mm-hmm. opening first so that like mm-hmm. the idea is like you know like how in Wizard of Oz you meet like mm-hmm. the lion and the like Tin Man and like the Scarecrow before oh, like yeah, in, yeah, yeah. like th- when they're just normal people and then they're a part of you know Dorothy's fantasy like we did that and yeah. so like I was in the opening number and then I'm late is like a really quick turnaround and I had to do a quick change yeah. and I was late a few times <laughs> I, I was realizing as you were talking about Alice in Wonderland I was like I don't think I've ever done and I went oh yeah because I when I first moved to Chicago I got cast in this like children's theater touring production of Alice in Wonderland mm. and I played Jesse the Cheshire Cat with like a Jersey accent and I had a little bob <laughs> and I was like you gotta get it together, girl. They're good. Like it was uh, not it. I don't. I, know I how love to do how we are accent. just like. <laughs> Did the director tell you to do that? Though? Yeah, the director was like, "I need you to do a Jersey accent." I was like, "I don't think I can." And then I was just doing this <laughs> bad New Jersey accent. Oh, no. Like I can't even. I don't even think I could imitate what I was doing because I've not acted in so long. But it was like, it's like how the I tried to do like how they talk in Greece, the musical. Okay. Oh yeah, it was like, like that. Like it was just like, like it was like oh, can Nikki do it? It was like Alice, you gotta. I I can't find that place in my voice is anymore. Is there a more <laughs> fun name to say than Kaniki? No. It's so Hickey yeah, from Kaniki. Kaniki, yeah. No, yeah. I talked. Now I'm finding it again. I talked like this the whole show. And it didn't feel very Cheshire Cat to me. I didn't understand why this was the choice they wanted me to make yeah. for an hour. But the kids did love me. They did all come take pictures with me in my little bob with my little cheetah print. It was like a onesie type of deal. Um, so, yeah, that was my experience working on Alice in Wonderland, uh, the the. The timeless classic. Alice in Onesie Land. <laughs> onesie Land. Yeah. I, I don't really do like a lot of, I didn't do a lot of theater, but like, yeah, speech team, improv, Love. and stand up. Love. Yeah. I feel like speech team actually for like stand up and like sketch and stuff mm-hmm. in some ways is more useful and like similar to like what you would do in like stand up and like mm-hmm. in the comedy scene, like in Chicago. Um, because I feel like the right like writing an OC is very similar to like writing sketches and you have to like learn to think on your feet and like project and like you're yeah. often the only one on uh, on stage um yeah mm-hmm. yeah I yeah I mean like we all don't have stage fright here right yeah. no no no, <laughs> <laughs> no. Like, stage yeah. fright who uh-huh. yeah I yeah. it'll hit me randomly oh yeah okay. sometimes right before I yeah. go on mm-hmm. I do get anxious yeah i'll often like often though i'll like be performing for like huge audiences and not even think about it but like it it, it really sometimes all of a sudden i'll be like what are you doing you can't do this and like i was nervous to do 20 minutes a little bit 
Um, well, you did so great. You literally got lit, and you were like, "Oh my god, it's time." Because you were doing the crowd work. I, you I, were, I, you were I, the room. I, I, I wasn't like. I just like. I've done twenty minutes a lot before, actually, but like, um, I just I hadn't in a long time, and I was like, I was like, can I do this? I'm like, I'm like, this is. Uh... <laughs> I'm like, yeah. the feel. One of the worst feelings is being on stage as a stand up and like not knowing how much longer you have and like it's a longer set and yeah. you being like I don't have any material and then like if the crowd work if you don't have like the access to the crowd work or maybe you've already done all your crowd work too and now it feels weird to go back in yeah. like it, it like that is one of the scariest feelings mm-hmm. and also like yeah I remember too like thinking like she, she, I, I asked her to light me at 18 originally, um, but she, but then like she, uh, like I actually, then I had her light me at five, and then I was like, I don't know how to estimate five minutes on stage. Like, yeah, I have no idea what five minutes feels like on on yeah. sta- stage in like a 20 minute set. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Anyway, um, I mean, I feel like it's like for that I, I feel like one or two is like if you're just talking at the end, it makes sense. The only reason I usually ask for five is like. If I get five, it's like one more joke and then my last song. Because that's like two, three. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I was just talking if I could feel out five. <laughs> I really yeah, don't think yeah, I could. Yeah. I think it would need to be two, one or two. It also can really feel different from like audience to audience. Because this time, like it did not feel like 20 minutes at all. It literally felt like I was on there for five minutes by the time that they yeah. let me. But like... Sometimes it feels like you're like... Longest you feel the, You feel the length quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, yeah. I definitely feel like stage time when I do like improv, like mm-hmm. that's probably the time that I feel it the most because like, I don't know about you, but like with stand up, sometimes if I'm like trying to like make it fit like in a time mm-hmm. period, I'll just like record myself mm-hmm. and see like how much time it actually is. I should yes. do that or just like look at my phone. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. Time yourself like yeah. or record it mm-hmm. like when you're practicing it or whatever on doing an open mic. And but with like improv, it's like hard because you just don't know. And you we get the light too for like the improv show that like I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get the light, and then we get the light again if it's like past like twenty five minutes or whatever. Oh my gosh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like I feel like the light is everything because that'll definitely lead you to be like, okay, I think I we're towards the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wrap it up. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like yeah, the light does help, but. Um, yeah. And then with sketch though, like, yeah, we have to like time stuff out like for sketch shows and Mm -hmm. then that way we stay like within the hour um, with that. But yeah, I don't know. Sometimes, I mean, Mm -hmm. you just don't want to like trap people, right? Like when you're like trying to finish something, you're like, I just don't know how to finish this. Like I've just got to end (laughs) at some point. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so sorry. I'll just put a button and then that's it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember in my speech state final, mm-hmm. uh, because of like the reactions and stuff, I like was going longer than I I normally would in the, the speech, and I got like the hand at a point that I oh, knew yeah, was yeah. like, oh my god, because you remember they soon, used to give yeah. the yeah. like the hand and like speech. Um, which was basically the same thing as the light. Like you hit like one minute, you like have one minute left to wrap up, and. Um, I remember I cu- I like found a new ending for my speech like in in the fine because I was like I feel like I'm murdering I don't want to get like a time penalty because that'll literally take me down yeah. a rank. Um, it is also funny too because I feel like I yeah. remember like somebody was talking saying like uh, in stand up I I took like a stand up class mm-hmm. when I went to Columbia for like. Um, that was one of the cl- even though I'd already been doing stand-up for a while and I felt pretty yeah. confident about it. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, well, this will be an easy. <laughs> yeah, um, but I remember them talking about like you need to know like the amount of time you're doing, and I'm like, that's so not true. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you get the light. Like, you need to know how to wrap up from the light. But yeah. like, you you you, and you do want to have a good sense of like your time, but mm-hmm. like you don't need it that much. Yeah, I think it's like honestly, I wish more venues would do like one thing that. They had a NACA that I loved is they have a clock and it's 10 minutes and you can see it counting down in mm. front of you. Mm. I think if more venues had clocks 
digital clocks actively counting down your time, then it's like you can physically see in front of you when you have two minutes left and you like can go in the, I, I just think it's, it's something that's, seems like such an easy solution that I wish more venues did because it's like a light as like you said a lot of us don't have a great sense of time we're creative people <laughs> it's just not something I mean I can speak for myself it's something I don't have I love venues that have that it's it's so helpful because the light yeah it tells me I have two minutes left but I have no I have no fucking idea I have no concept of two minutes because I'm an idiot unless yeah. I time it well, which it, I do you know I do a, do huge, I, a huge symptom of ADHD is time blindness and like it's like the inability mm -hmm. to like sense the amount of time you're doing something, which is why you'll be like invested in something and all of a sudden you'll look around and you're like, I've been doing this for six hours. Yeah, or yeah. like, or like you'll be like, oh my God, like I have to do that, like I have to leave right now. Um, do, do you have ADHD right at all? I have ADD, like self diagnosed. Slay, slay. Yeah. I, I'm, I have self diagnosed obsessive compulsive disorder. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> I'm fairly certain, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what's everyone self diagnosed themselves with in this room? <laughs> they, here's something I diagnosed myself with at one point that mm -hmm. I do not think is true. I thought I had borderline personality disorder for a second, <laughs> but that's definitely. And hindsight, I, I don't. <laughs> Like I, I know people with borderline, and you don't have. That's what like every single person told yeah. me. Yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. they're like, I, I, whenever like I you told can somebody, have a couple, like you experience depression, yeah. and like you experience this or that. But like, in order for borderline, like a full diagnosis, you need like all of this. Well, somebody described, I like read online mm -hmm. like something that was describing like borderline personality disorder symptoms, and they talked about how like you're just super sensitive to ev everything and like that that re really resonated with me and i'm like i i but also adhd ha has a lot of uh, yeah. emotional components that people yeah. they that yeah. are yeah. like left untalked about that like lead to you like re rejection sensitivity and like uh mm -hmm. like being hyper emotional not being able to like emotionally re regulate mm -hmm. either and i think that that's maybe more what i was thinking it was also like over the pandemic when i yeah. was like like the very early, like mm -hmm. beginning of the, like when we were getting locked down where I was like, you know, like, like, like buzzy buzz in the head, yeah. you know, that, that, uh, do, you, do you, do you remember like that moment during the pandemic when you're like, I don't know when this is going to be over. Um, yeah, I yeah. think, uh, <laughs> at the end of 2020. Because, yeah, for me, I was like, I feel like it's almost been a calendar year. There's yeah. no way this is still going on. Yeah. And, yeah, and uh, it felt like it was not going to end. Yeah, it yeah. felt like forever. It felt like it was never <laughs> going to end. Yeah. Um, and, Wait, um, when was the and time is it for you, over? I, it was It was super early on for me where yeah. I was like, I, I, like, it was in the first few weeks. And I'm like. I'm like, wait, we don't really have a path out of this. Yeah. Like, we, they, like, like, we kind of have to hope for a vaccine. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't realize, I did not realize how bad the vaccine like debacle would be. I didn't, I don't think I realized how that would go. Um, I, I mean, I, I didn't realize either, and I feel like I just like, it feels like like as much as it's cheesy, they'll be like. The old Taylor can't come to the phone because she's dead. I feel like this like version of me from before the pandemic like literally died because it was just like I had to kill her to cope with not being able to do any of the fucking things I wanted to be doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it was like I sort of like I mean, yeah, it was one of the most depressed because I have like severe depression, anxiety, like di diagnosed. And so it's like I I'm somebody also who like I, I am sensitive and I am emotional, but I have a tendency to like, I will hold everything very close to my chest because I don't want to burden those around me. And so it's like when I'm in a situation where I actively can't go see any of the people I love and care about and I'm somebody who doesn't feel comfortable being like, hey, I'm not good. I was like really, really not good. And I like, I'm, it, it, I'm grateful that I, when I did get COVID, I, didn't get super sick i didn't you know I, I didn't die nobody um close to me passed away from it so it's like i you know i i can't imagine what that entire experience was like for people who also had to live through losing somebody but it was like for me it was just to be so isolated 
and also generally be somebody who tends to ice to self-isolate i really kind of had to force myself to like i think after the first six months i was like okay jamie we gotta we gotta start talking to people <laughs> like we can't just like hold all this inside like we we gotta let it out so i don't know if anybody else experienced uh that or if you guys are emotionally open and vulnerable naturally that would be pretty cool for you i hope no that's the case mental turmoil runs in my family <laughs> so <laughs> my my great 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 grandpa okay back to being dark <laughs> and we're back <laughs> he killed himself by drinking acid oh my god where do you get acid i don't know <laughs> so i don't well <laughs> i feel like i feel like there was the, there was around the time they were inventing all these like like nuclear stuff and i feel like you could just go and like oh there's that tub of tub of nuclear waste on the street let me i feel yeah. I, I feel like maybe that's what it was like he worked for a train he worked for like tr on trains oh, or something and so, so got, i don't yeah. i want i don't know how that works but, yeah, but he, just, I mean, yeah. the, he maybe found one of the things that like it was in like that train derailment which whatever happened with that did we, did did that, we ever did that ever out? figure yeah. it out um it's like the same thing with ukraine like i've i've seen people the people in my neighborhood that put up the flags just after time they're like it's still going on okay i guess we'll take the flag off yeah yeah <laughs> that was like that was like um <laughs> that was like I remember like like when like like the the big like Black Lives Matters like protest was uh -huh. going on um y there was like a long period of time where social media was just like it felt it felt insane to post about anything other Else, other than yeah, that yeah. and I remember being like I wonder who the first person is to like gonna like take a selfie and just like i wonder who that person is going to be you know yeah, yeah, yeah. um i don't and i was like i was like how did that transition out of that happen so, sometimes like it is like you're like like for a long time i had a phone screen with like my dog who passed on it and oh i just didn't feel like right like taking it down for forever and it mm -hmm. you know now i f i finally have a different phone phone like background but mm -hmm. i'm like i'm like it just it's sometimes it's really weird to mm -hmm. you're like you set up these things to like project and you're like how do I get this down in a respectful way? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, it is. Yeah, I mean, like heal. Oh, oh yeah, talk. I think it's like healing, right? Like, yeah. and, and then acceptance, and then yeah. like it's part like grief too. And then yeah. once you accept, then it's like you move on. In the same yeah. way, like grieving that oh, there can't be like a world war happening, and then like you know you're like ah, oh, we support Ukraine, and then it's been like. I support, but I'm just going to take the flag down, yeah. like kind of thing. But yeah, yeah, you, you're saying. And, I mean, I it. Is, I was just saying that it's about time for us to wrap up. But I also mm -hmm. feel with like, with BLM, I think it's the kind of thing where it's like, and Ukraine, both things. It's like it mm -hmm. hasn't stopped, but it's like with BLM, it was like it was such because we were also isolated in our thing and we were all on our phones. We all witnessed something simultaneously that we wouldn't because like if it was regular times some people would be at work some people would be you know people would be commuting they'd be yeah it's easier yeah. and it's easier now that we're back outside and we're like all going about our day-to-day -day lives for like when other things like this happen it just to go over your head and it's um i think it's it's a balance of like you're only one person you can only do so much we all like have to protect our our peace and and heal and be happy but also just like staying aware of what's happening i feel like mm -hmm. it's a huge part of it um not getting so sucked into i think it's so easy to lose the the trees in the forest yeah because we get so caught up in our own shit that we're not looking at the big picture but yeah it's about it's about that time for the song it's about the, oh my gosh yeah. becca is gonna be on the Let other go. side of the song for one i'm gonna hit play okay. and <laughs> oh, yeah. i'm gonna run back okay okay and also Becca i love played this and i'm add so i don't remember what it was at all so it okay. is gonna be completely new for us at home i don't want you guys to think that we rehearsed this this is improvised as always all right okay. okay after some 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 changes we are now ready to do ready to do a song. song with becca on accompaniment and singing at the same time what can't she do okay let's begin We literally would be nothing without Becca. 
We'd be nothing without Becca. We would literally be nothing without Becca. We'd be nothing without Becca, that's for sure. Becca adds so much to this podcast From the ceiling to the floor Becca, thank you for being here I was scared to have somebody with a name so similar to me (laughs) (laughs) Also on the podcast I thought that might be confusing But what I'm not confused about Is our love of Becca Nick's Tama accompanist Thank you Becca, we'd be nothing without you I'm just Becca, and I'm the one that everyone's singing about, yeah. I walk around like I've got some kind of clout, yeah. I know I seem like I can do a lot of different things at the same time, but I gotta tell you it's a little difficult to keep up with the time and rhyme, yeah. My name is Becca, and this podcast couldn't happen without me. (laughs) My name is Becca, and I think that everyone's funny on this pod. On this pod. On this pod. On this pod. From the window to the wall, from the ceiling to the floor, if we didn't have Becca, we would be no more. From the window to the wall, to the ceiling to the floor, for without Becca, we would be no more. to Becca for not only being our accompanist but our special guest to Christine Ferreira who may be in the shot for once as well (laughs) and and we'll be on uh, very soon we're gonna have her as a guest very very soon Uh, please um, please like and follow and uh, thank you to Lincoln Lodge for having us it's been The Big Finish bye bye this is The Big Finish at Lincoln Lodge we're about to get it on the show so come on, everybody, and get the show on the road. Let's get it on the road. Oh.